This is episode 51 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. Your fake British accent is even more annoying than your real British accent. And Stephen Johnson. The biggest mistakes I've made in trading and the biggest losses I've took are when I've followed a guru or followed someone on Twitter or someone has recommended a stock and I thought, well, if they're recommending it, then I'll jump in. And today marks the one-year anniversary of the Steady Trade Podcast. To celebrate our one-year anniversary, we are launching a 14-part series to review the Tim Sykes Trader Checklist video series that is available on YouTube for free. Now, there's some really great information in these free video lessons, and Tim and Stephen will be shining the spotlight on some key areas from these video lessons over the next several weeks. We will also be publishing twice a week during this time. And at the end of the series, we will hold some listener participation event to see how well you were able to learn how to score a stock based on the Sykes sliding scale that you will be learning about over the next few weeks. There will be prizes. So tune in on Mondays and Thursdays for this 14-part review of Trader Checklist. But now... Let's dip into the listener mailbag. Today's question comes from Fletcher in London. Fletcher wants to know some tips on how to best diversify his capital, but Fletcher, go ahead and ask the question yourself and enjoy your free copy of the complete penny stock course. Hello, my name is Fletcher. Um, hi, Tim, and hi, Stephen. Uh, just a quick question. What do you guys feel the best way to diversify your capital is? So Fletcher asks a great question. Basically, he's asking, you know, in my mind, he's asking how to, he, he mentions diversifying his capital, but in my opinion, kind of what he's asking is how do you spread risk, particularly profits? And, and ideally, you know, all of our listeners hopefully someday become profitable day traders. And, you know, it's, it's, it isn't like we're, we're, we're trading very, very volatile stocks, so you don't leave your money in these stocks or invest in these stocks. So I'll let Steven answer, but I'll, I'll answer on behalf of myself as well as other uh, successful day traders that I know. And for me, it's real estate. Now, um, I have several rental properties. That is what I have done with a lot of my trading profits through the years. It's a way to, you know, it's a much safer investment in my opinion than, uh, than, than any stocks. It's oddly enough, as much as I love trading and love day trading and, and these very volatile stocks, I have almost zero long-term stock holdings. The majority of my long-term holdings are in much safer stuff because of the fact that we trade such uh, volatile stocks. So for me, it's rental properties. I know a lot of other day traders that do that. Um, we also, if you go back to the episode with Phil Godeker, Ozark Trades, he talks about that uh, you know he puts he buys a lot of farmland because he found and this is actually a good tip from Phil he found he got sick of dealing with renters and all of the pain in the butts that come with renters so he flipped and he puts the majority of his profits and his long term holdings into farmland which is actually a booming industry in the U S right now and I think for me I'm completely at the other end of the spectrum uh, I may best way for me to diversify capital i mean it's it's a pretty struggle because i've never had much to diversify 
But uh, what I would say is, I mean, my 20s were focused on not having a credit card. And as soon as I hit late 20s, early 30s, all of a sudden, the, the, the wheel of life starts turning in the right direction for you. And then hopefully it does for everyone. And the credit card went away and suddenly I, I had like twenty, thirty thousand dollars thirty five thousand dollars And for me, it's, uh, it's the same as Tim Bourne. It's kind of like just put it in a property. And, and if, you, if you're lucky like I am, uh, you'll have your old folks who will look after the rental side of stuff while you can carry on uh, rebuilding, starting again. And maybe try and turn one property into two properties, and uh, and just try and get some help out of the way. And, and that's that's exactly where I am. Well, I, the the number one thing is I will not have thirty thousand dollars in my trading account because it's the fastest way to lose it on a on a silly night. <laughs> hey there, steady trade listeners. Want to know how guys like Tim Gratani and Tim Bowen followed in the footsteps of? Tim Sykes, earning financial security and beyond by day trading penny stocks? Do you want to see if you have what it takes, even if your name isn't Tim? Then why not check out the Timothy Sykes Trading Challenge, where you can be personally mentored by these guys and other successful traders. If you're interested, and if you have what it takes, go to timothysykes.com and let them know that you want to work directly with Tim Sykes today. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. Today we're going to, well, actually today is the beginning of an entire series of videos. We've done similar kind of with some of the books in the past, and, and many of you said that you really liked it because, I mean, it's one thing to read a 300-page trading book or watch a DVD or watch videos. Uh, you, know, you know, I think a lot of you have kind of mentioned that you kind of like Stevens and my insight. Some of these I watched six, seven years ago or read six, seven years ago. Some of them Stephen has watched or read six months ago. So we're kind of what we're trying to do is kind of walk you through some of these great trading resources out there. And the one we're going to focus on for the next couple of weeks is Tim Sykes Trader Checklist, which is an incredible resource, especially considering the fact it's free. I mean, we'll link to all the videos in the post. And actually, if you, if you are listening to the audio of this, love it. Glad you're listening on the treadmill, but also make sure head over to steadytrade.com because we'll have the video of what we're talking about actually in the YouTube video. So you can see it on YouTube or you can see it on our webpage at steadytrade.com. But what we're going to do is go through and we're going to sample some pieces from Trader Checklist, which again, it'll, I already said it, Google it, go to YouTube, 14 chapters, all 100% free, great trading content. And then we're going to roll through these, and then Stephen and I are just kind of kind of point out why we think these were good clips, what we think is most applicable, and what they could be, you know, what, you know, what takeaways you can take from those. And yeah, and, and just, to, just as a riveting precursor uh, to that, I just wanted to add, I mean, trailer checklist, in my opinion, there's some real dramatic irony there. I mean, I'm not sure how dramatic the irony is, but there's some irony in the fact that Trader Checklist is probably my favorite, favorite, favorite Tim Sykes DVD. It's the one where I had a number of different waves of learning where I think, Jesus, I, I think I get this complicated game. So to encourage you all to watch it and to inspire you all to follow the podcast, we're going to have a fun little competition at the end where you numerically, numerically grade uh, stocks. And if your grade matches Tim Bourne's grade, 
uh, you will win a prize. And it won't be a Steven Johnson pillowcase. It won't be giant Tic Tacs. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be because we haven't decided yet. But you know, It's funny. I, I, I kind of forgot. It's going to be a Steven's season. I, I did get, I, I finally got my Steven Johnson pillowcase and I'm not sure if actually one of my top five and maybe even like top two favorite movies is Full Metal Jacket by Stanley Kubrick. And at some point, at some point, especially around the conference in September, October, when we finish this series, Steven and I should meet up again in Orlando and I'm going to try, I'm, I'm try and work it out where maybe him and I can bunk together in a room and then I'm going to take that Steven Johnson pillows case. I'm going to put several bars of soap into it. And then I'm going to do the treatment <laughs> they do in full metal jacket. If he continues to short low float stock. So this is your chance, Steven, you, you, you vowed to, vow to quit. Competition. If, if you're still shorting low float stocks, come fall. Sucks. I will, sure. I will beat you with a Steven Johnson pillowcase filled with bars of soap. But we should do that though. If I if I continue to wear low low float socks, low float socks. <laughs> <laughs> if I continue to wear low float socks, <laughs> they're just not trendy anymore. Then them low float socks aren't trendy anymore. Anyway, part low float socks anymore. <laughs> you, you left out one of the key points. Low float socks. <laughs> no, but fine. But what's the thing? If if I'm in Orlando, which I hope I am, but if I'm in Orlando and I short. Low float stocks. You can beat me on the stage with a pillowcase with, with a soap, bar. With a bar so, okay, because yeah. that's one forfeit that I can't avoid. I know okay. I avoided the Facebook challenge, and we'll film it, and it'll be on the DVD, and that will Perfect. be a humiliation than the rope or anything. So before we get started, just just keep in mind one of the coolest things that I like about what Sykes did with Trader Checklist is is it's based around this scoring system. Um, and I, you know, I think a lot of traders I don't necessarily use exactly the Sykes sliding scale that he developed a couple of years ago. But I talk a lot about my worksheets and my checklist, which is a similar methodology. And then what Tim has done is basically each. Um, categories, uh, indicator, whichever term you want to choose, he's set a, a numerical value. So I think, especially for new traders, you know, I talk, Steve and I talk about building the case or the recipe or all these things. I think one of the great things about Trader Checklist is it gives you that framework to say, okay, how important is X? How important is Y, et cetera? No, no, I totally agree. And I think it's, for me, it was the first person ever to give a numerical grade to, to stocks. But let's not, let's not go on it too much because we're going to talk about it a lot more. And I think let's roll the first clip. Uh, I'm also always working. You know, you won't have this problem, okay? I'm doing double time because I'm trading during the day and then I'm teaching at night. I'm actually filming this at nighttime. Um, you don't have to work as hard as I do. I'm trying to do everything I can to help you and guide you because I never had a mentor. Um, and that really stinks. So I'm trying to be the mentor to you that I never had to make it easier. So don't be put off by how hard I work. Uh, I'm trying to make it easier for you so that you don't have to put in these crazy hours that I have all these years. So something that, that Tim mentions right away and, and uh, something that's always made me have tons of respect for him is you know, number one, he works his butt off. Um, I have sent Tim text messages, Skypes at 
two in the morning, four in the morning, two in the afternoon, 10, 10 at night. And I mean, I don't know if I've ever waited more than like 10 seconds for a reply. The guy works his butt off. And like he says, he, he really cares. Um, you know, he'll often get in Twitter battles and social media battles. Uh, Tim's got a little bit of a temper sometimes too. But uh, I mean, man, the guy cares and he really, really wants to teach. I mean, it's uh, if you know, I'm frequently with him, whether it be at one of the inner circle events or some other event. And man, he is always answering emails, always answering questions. And, and it's, 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 it's potential customers and it's in its current customers, it's current students, man, the guy really does care. Yeah, it's funny because I remember when I was in Italy and I was in Positano and, uh, and it was just a kind of a small little get together. It wasn't too much of a, in a circle, it was a small inner circle. And, and I was thinking, like, I'd never met Tim before at the time, and I didn't know what was going on, and I was just flying out to Italy to think, okay, what do I expect over three days? And I, and I was, like, I was thinking, I didn't know what image I'd have in my head, but, like, I, I didn't really see Tim have a, have a drink once because other than water because he was just working day and night. And I was, like, but it was cool, though, because he was, like, as long as you guys are all having a good time, then that's, that's all I care about. And, uh, and that was pretty cool. But the other, the other thing that I wanted to pick up on was, uh, to, to be the mentor you, that we never had. And that's the one thing that I liked about the challenge is the fact that I picked, some stu- I picked a lot of stuff up from Sykes in regards to playing the multi-day spike as the first green days uh, the, and not shorting the low floats, not shorting the first, first green day. So a lot of the rules are still break. But, but what, what I've kind of come around to think is like, and in a lot of the Tim Grittani patterns as well in the challenge, but what I've come to realize is that I learned all of the lessons, found success, and then broke the lessons, lost, and then I'm coming full circle back to the lessons. And it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a trading journey, but it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the biggest things that so many, you know, you talk about the high failure rate of, of day trading, and I, I, I've, I've said this many times, I think one of the reasons there is such a high failure rate is all you need is a... I mean, you need a functioning laptop, an internet connection, and a few hundred bucks, and you can start day trading. And I think that's where a lot of guys get started, and they don't have the mentors that have been there. I mean, again, whether you watch Trading Checklist if you, or if you read Sykes' books, I mean, he's been to the top, and he's been to the bottom as well. This stuff is risky. Information is always changing. Um, the stocks are moving quickly. And just because some of my students have had great success, that doesn't mean that all of my students are going to have great success. In fact, if you actually look at industry stats, 90% plus of traders lose money. So I'm not going to promise you, you know, candy canes and lollipops and gingerbread houses. This is not Fantasy Island or the North Pole. Uh, This is reality. And all I can try and do is share my expertise that I have learned the hard way over 18 years. And hopefully it can help you make, you know, smarter, better, wiser, more profitable trades. Ah, that's the transition. That's the transition. Uh, I mean, I I can definitely kick off on this. I I think that um, a really, 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 really good quote I saw in an elevator was by The Rock, uh, Rock Dwayne Johnson, who must be an idol of yours, Tim. Possibly. To some degree, possibly. Um, he said, upon topping Hollywood's list of highest paid actor ever, he said... Hey, he actually, 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 
so so what do you what do you think about this quote that you read? It doesn't I'm... matter what you think. Oh no. Oh no, you bloody candias. <laughs> you candias. I'm gonna do the people's elbow. That was pretty good. That was pretty good of you. I, I didn't think that you um I didn't think you would know who The Rock was. I thought you was I thought you were more like the Hulk Hogan era or something. Well, that too. That too. My, my pro wrestling yeah. career, my pro wrestling watching career probably goes back to world. I think WW or uh, World War, WrestleMania World War one. World War one. Either are, either are, either, either 1984 or 1944. <laughs> um, yeah. But the, the Dwayne Johnson quote was, uh, he was like, someone asked him, what, what uh, do you attribute your success to? And he says, I attribute my success to my ability to really come back strong through the number of failures I've had throughout my career. And just a little known fact, I mean, he, I remember when he got cut from the, the Canada team after he was cut from NFL and he was cut from his, the Canada, whatever you call football rubbish, shebang. Um, and he came back with seven bucks in his pocket and he was like, right, I've just got to really, and he says he always operates from having his back against the wall. Says no matter what I do, whenever I'm on the set or in the wrestling ring or I'm in the gym, I always operate from having me back against the wall. And and I think that's kind of what Tim's saying. It's it's not it's not easy. It's not an easy feat at all. You shouldn't expect it to be easy. You should expect it to be a lot of you should expect failure and 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 you will fail a lot of times, but with enough work you'll come through. But fact is ninety percent lose. Yeah, I, I use this uh analogy i guess in in stocks to trade pro a lot you know if if you're following somebody on twitter if you're following a chat room or something and they always win or they have like 35 green days in a row or something like that i always talk about you know i i visualize that homer simpson gif where he backs into the bushes you know it's like tim tim comes out what what is this the first 30 seconds of this dvd and says it's going to be really hard. Okay. You're not getting a lollipop. It's not fantasy Island. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a grind. But if you stay at it, if you have that back against your or back against the wall mentality, then you can be successful, but don't expect a lollipop. Next clip. Um, I also have this track record here. We actually have to update these numbers because they just keep moving. Um, I'm now up over 300% now in 2016, but I want you to understand what's possible. And now I know these numbers look crazy because most people in finance are making, you know, five, 10, maximum 20% per year. And here I am with these, you know, 38, 66, 173, 180%, 194% numbers. And you're like, well, this seems too good to be true. How is this possible? It's not too good to be true. It is possible, but there is some downside with this. You can't do my strategy with millions of dollars, let alone billions of dollars like most people on Wall Street. So my strategy, as you'll learn, is very low-hanging fruitish for, you know, just small accounts. If you have 2,000, 5,000, 20,000, 50,000, even 100 or 200,000, and I guess, you know, you could go up to 500,000 or a million. But if you're trying to do my strategy with like 5 million or 10 million or 20 million, it's going to get tough. There are a few people out there who do it, um, but trust me when I say it's much better for the average person. 
little put off by these barnyard animal sounds. But anyway, um, so Sykes makes a very, very great point there. And one of the reasons you won't hear about penny stocks or low flow stocks or, you know, 1000% runners that we talk about all the time is it isn't scalable. Number one, no pension fund, no, no, no uh, institutional investor. I mean, if you go to your IRA and are like, hey, put me in a penny stock index, they will laugh at you. You know, these stocks move huge, but nobody wants to talk about them. Nobody wants to focus on them because they make these big moves. Now, the beauty of that is that you can profit off of the inefficiencies of the market. One of the reasons these things move so quickly is nobody is following them. Now, it is low-hanging fruit. Now, that's the beauty of it. These stocks can be somewhat illiquid. You can't trade 5 million shares of these a day. And I mean, obviously, if you're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast, you probably don't have a $10 million trading account anyway. But capitalize on the fact that nobody knows this niche. You know, and when I say nobody, I'm doing air quotes. It's a very small niche. But that's what makes it great is that you can spot these inefficiencies. A stock that that was running this week, and we'll probably talk about a few times, AWX. I mean, in four days, it went from two to 40 and it's like back to like seven bucks today. So there's multiple buying opportunities, multiple shorting opportunities, but you'll never hear anybody on CNBC talk about AWX. Yeah, and I mean, just the only other thing to add to that is the fact that these companies are penny stocks because they're small companies. So generally, a lot of these companies might only have a market cap of five, five million or 10 million, as well, some of the really small ones. So if you are trying to buy it with 10 million shares, you might find yourself owning the whole thing <laughs> rather, which, than, rather which, than taking a position in it. Which, which, one, very which we'll <laughs> save that for another episode, which oddly enough is, is kind of what happened with AWX. But, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it rotated a whole bunch of times. But uh, I'm trying to understand why we've got uh, farmyard animals in the background and just been advised by the producer, it's because I am a party animal. So, okay. let's party. Well, not yet. Let's get the next clip, though, and we'll party after the clip. It's all about discipline. No gambling, no trading just for the thrill or the action. You know, this is not Vegas. This is not throwing die on a table or, you know, picking red or black. I want you to have the odds on your side, okay? I know that I gave my whole legal disclaimer that this stuff is risky, and it is, but my top students and I win 60, 65, 70, 75% of the time. No casino game in the world is that high. Most casino games are between 35 and 45% win rate, and that's why, you know, the casino wins the majority of the time. That's why the casinos are so big, because all these schmucks are playing games where the odds are not in their favor, and they're trying to feel special. And they're trying to say, I beat the odds. I'm special. Well, I'm not special, okay? I don't want to beat the odds. I want to take trades that have good odds so that my regularity can still win time and again. Uh, I mean, I, I would just say about that, that uh, fail and prepare is preparing to fail. Uh, you've, you've absolutely got to have a plan and, and that's one of the first lessons that you learn in trading and that's why it's probably so earlier on in trader checklist 
Uh, the other thing is sticking to the plan. And I, and I always feel like it's, 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 it, trading is such high adrenaline and it's such in the moment and it's everyone, new traders are shaking, scared when they're first putting on trades and they're not used to it. And so it's very, very hard to, it's very hard to kind of watch all of the different variables and elements, watch the volume, watch the tape, watch the different time frames, see the level two asking bid and remember your plan and stick to it. So the more prepared you can be beforehand, the better chance you are of, of making the right call and trade. Yeah. I mean, this is a, uh, uh, this slide really focuses very closely to something I talk about. I mean, all the time in stocks to trade pros. I mean, this is not, we're not here for action. We're not here for fun. We're not here for adrenaline. I, I've treated trading for 10 plus years as a, as a trade. I mean, I, 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 I use the electrician example all the time. I use the plumber, electrician, engineer, doctor, whatever it is, okay? The electrician or the engineer doesn't show up on the job site for action. He's there to fucking make money, okay? He's there to do the best job he can, but he's there to make money and, and ideally, you know, set his family up or, or take a vacation or pay down bills or do all these things. If you're coming to the market for action, good luck because you're going to last about two weeks. You need to approach this as this is a skill. This is something I can learn. And this is something that I can repeat over and over and over again. And in that slide, Sykes talks about his regularity. Now, I'm not sure if that's because of the Metamucil he takes, but his regularity is he focuses on the same setups. I mean, if you, if you look at the stuff he trades, I, I'm, again, I've been following the guy for 10 years it's it's the same trade every couple days because he knows that's where his niche is and that's no he knows that's where his high success rate comes from he's not there for action he's there for consistent profits and that's the exact same approach i take i don't show up saying woohoo what's you know going to have some fun today i show up saying i want to fucking make some money today and that's why i'm here yeah and i'll just i'll just add that if you do try and gamble sometimes, it's okay because I've been around for a couple of years and I still have that horrible instinct to jump in and, and take a shot and to feel special. And I'm, I'm bad at it and, and it causes us to make mistakes. But you will get it beat out of you. And you can either, you can either choose to make a decision to take it seriously or you'll get your discipline, beat the shit out of you until you're forced to take it seriously. So with, with, a, a, with a Steven Johnson pillowcase <laughs> and a bar of soap. <laughs> Live in front of a thousand people. So like, but, but you, you will get a beat out of it. Trust me, if you choose not to take it seriously, you'll be laughing on the other side of your face when a pillow hits you with soap in it. I will never, ever enter a trade based solely on my gut or any tip from anyone in this world. I've said this a few times and I'm going to say it again because it's important. My indicators protect me from losses and they increase my odds of success on every trade. That's the whole goal here. You know, people ask me, what stock should I buy? What should I invest in? Invest in yourself. Invest in your own knowledge. Invest in something that can increase your odds of success on every trade forever. Rinse and repeat. Not just one trade, not just one investment. It's a process. It's a strategy. That's what you should invest in. That, I mean, it's, he makes a point there that is very important. 
I know most of you are new to trading and it is very, very tempting to follow alert services, to follow Twitter guys, to follow tips anywhere, TV, whether it be Jim Cramer, whether it be an emailed newsletter, whatever it is, it's very easy to want to chase those alerts and, and those ideas. And what Sykes mentions is he uses his indicators, his criteria. And that's what we're going to kind of step through in this trader checklist. A lot of them might be whether or not the stock is breaking out, might be whether or not it's an earnings winner, might be whether or not it's breaking above another key level or has news or all these other things. An indicator is just, a, I, I, you'll hear me say it a lot, the piece of the puzzle, a, a, a part of the recipe, but you can't just blindly jump into trades because someone throws out a ticker. You have to have these criteria that then build that case. Yeah, and, and that's, that's uh, I keep on seeing mistakes I've made a lot of the times, but it's the truth. The biggest mistakes I've made in trading and the biggest losses I've took are when I've followed a guru or followed someone on Twitter or someone has recommended a stock and I thought, well, if they're recommending it, then I'll jump in. And the problem is you don't cut the loss at the right time because you don't mentally know when you should cut the loss. Then the loss gets too big and you just hope that the, that the guru or the Twitter person is ultimately right because he wins all the time and you end up taking a huge loss. And I've done it a ton of times. It is weird. It is it's weird horrible how much that repeats. It's like, I, 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 I'll beat the table all day long in the podcast everywhere. It has to be your idea. It has to be your indicators, your criteria. It will never work because you, it's, it's amazing when you get that idea from somebody else. Steven tells me, buy this stock, and I buy it. It never works because no. you don't know what he was thinking. And whether or not he was right or not, you'll be like, it's got to be your idea. It can't be someone else's idea, you know. But, and also like trying to learn other people's strategies. Like when you, when I watch stocks to trade pro, or you see a back catalog of a thousand webinars on the challenge. The point is not to learn someone else's strategy. It's to see the market environment and see what they were thinking over and 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 over. And then some stuff will start clicking for you and you'll think, oh, I've seen this before in the market and then I've seen this in the webinar and he's saying that. And then you'll start putting a puzzle together that formulates a pattern that you like. The biggest mistakes I've made recently is changing my strategy to try and match someone else's. And then, I, and then they've got years of, of, of manufacturing and, and preparing for that strategy, and I've just lost thousands of dollars. So you've got to just find what works for you and find your niche that's personal to you, that personally feels okay for you, and then just tweak it and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it. And that's what we're going to get into with this whole series is all of these indicators that build that case. So producer, next clip. As we'll get into, I mean, I have some, some serious formulas where you're going to have to add up the indicators and you're going to be like, I can just see the questions in my email inbox being, Tim, how do I get into a fast moving trade when you have all these indicators? Well, you'll get used to, you know, understanding the indicators and you'll be able to do it in your head over time. Um, the indicators are actually an exact science. You know, stock trading and, and penny stock trading and, and teaching, they're very inexact, but that's the difference with this guide versus all my other guides. We're going to grade each and every stock and each and every setup specifically. 
so that you have a complete understanding and a specific numerical value. So you can say this trade is worth, you know, 77 or this trade is worth 30 out of 100. Um, and we'll get into that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm really excited. Since, since the, 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 the barnyard animals seem to be getting more excited, lighter I, and lighter. I, I think it's a perfect set. I, I got to lead into you. So. I just, I just wonder where the producer got the clip from. I have, I just want to know what website that was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what website that was, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's crazy how with experience trading changes. So first of all, you're thinking, what are these indicators? I don't know what indicators I'm looking for. Then you're thinking, I don't know how much weight to give to these indicators. And then after some time, when you find your niche pattern, it's like a gift falls from heaven down to the sky into your lap. Like when I see a stock with overhead resistance, overhead baggage. So, now, so, so we, we, we'll, we'll save this for another time. We, we don't, yeah, we don't have enough time, but, but it, it's, it's funny when, when you make money in a trade, all of a sudden you believe in heaven. Yeah, no, I don't believe in heaven anymore. <laughs> anyway, finish there what you were saying. God in the sky we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another time. This, finish what you were saying. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to talk about religion either. So <laughs> we better keep off it. But it, it gets really, really, really simple. Like trading's not simple, but identifying your setup can be extremely simple because you're, you're like hoping and praying for it. And, and all, if you see a stock up like 30, 40% in a generally bearish market on 500,000 shares with, with overhead resistance, I'm just thinking like, and it's already starting to peak out a double top pre-market. I'm thinking, I can't believe this. I can't believe it, but it comes like, like that. It comes like that. And in an instant, you know it's the perfect setup. In an instant, it, do, it doesn't take more, more moments than that. What, what I like what you did there is you, you could back it up if you want, but what Steven did there, he listed his indicators, you know, his, his categories or whatever you want to call them. He listed his criteria that make it a good trade for him. One of the things we do, uh, we, we do a weekly strategy session in Stacks Trade Pro, and one of the big things we do is we go through the sheets to determine what's a good swing trade and what you'll see me do in these sessions is a lot of it is determining what is not a good setup. Okay. A lot of these sheets, I wad them up, I throw them away, I throw them away, I throw them away because so much of trading is, you know, is not trading. It's, it's figuring out, okay, this one's okay. This one's okay. This one's okay. This yeah. one meets all my indicators. This one, just like Steven rattled off his five things he looks for that's the one you trade. And you know what? Especially if you're under the PDT, if you can't get one that gives you all those criteria or a 90 on the psych sliding scale that we're going to get into, don't trade. I mean, you only get three-day trades in a rolling five-day period anyway. Don't trade stuff that doesn't meet your criteria. Wait till tomorrow. Wait till the next day. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's not about today. It's about next week, next month, next year. Yeah, and, and and it's funny because I even I've seen Tim Sykes trade so many times. I don't know how many times I've heard him say first green day. <laughs> don't know how many times I've heard him say by the first green day. But like 
just an idea of how the trader, the, the, the scale works is if it's a former runner, if it's a former multi-day runner, if it's got volume, if it's a low floor, and if it's got news, that's like a 90. But like some of them might not have low floats, so then it's an 80. And then it may not have that much volume or a good criteria, so then it's a 65. And you've got to balance how many indicators it's got and how, against how many indicators it doesn't to formulate a score. And the more it's got, the better the trade is. Well said. Thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Got some bloody beautiful Italian coffee. Your, your fake British accent is even more annoying than your real British accent. Hi, this is Aaron, a.k.a. Double A Ron from New York City. And I like to go outside and find a stray dog, preferably an aggressive breed like a pit bull or a Rottweiler. Then I get real close, stare it down eye to eye until it starts to chase me. Then I run. That's right, I run while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in New York City. Roar, 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 roar.